Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. Father, we are here at your feet to learn from you. Please breathe upon us. Release your word in a way that we can understand. It doesn't matter whether we've heard it before, but Lord, let the life of the word be released upon us. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Please be seated. God bless you. Wonderful church. Wonderful pastor. Please let's celebrate Pastor Ake. Let's celebrate. My dear sister also. My work colleague. Special friend. Hallelujah. Pastor Stella. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. It's good to be here. I've been here before, like Pastor said. But uh, that was some years back. And uh, now coming back, many changes, many changes to the glory of God. So please celebrate yourselves. Thank you very much for the great work you are doing. All the elders in front, I salute you. The Lord bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much. And the Lord strengthen your hand. Make this church a centerpiece in the whole of Queensland. In the name of Jesus, take you to greater heights. In Jesus' mighty name. I bring greetings from my own home church. Actually, I've been in Nigeria for these few years. So those of us who know us. And I remember going somewhere the other day and uh, someone asked me, ah, where have you been? I said, I've been in Nigeria. I said, why? <laughs> As if it's a crime. Uh, no, we are fine. I said, we are fine. We are fine back home too. So just Lord, keep, uh, keep praying for us praying for us. The Lord is doing great things also in our midst. I'm a member of uh, Resurrection Parish, Region 11, uh, Headquarters of Blessing. That's what we call ourselves. The Headquarters of Blessing. So I bring blessing to you in the name of Jesus. So I want to declare that you are blessed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And it has been a wonderful week many of you may have been following the convention a wonderful week uh, of, of teachings, of prayers of miracles, signs and wonders you are connected to something great sometimes when you sit here in Australia you tend to think that you are the only one or that you know they've forgotten you, we have not forgotten I can tell you that for sure uh, so and you're connected to something great at the, center, at the camp there and things are doing, uh, going great and so there has been a convention past week beyond expectations. That's the theme of that. Uh, of that, I want to thank God for what He's doing, and I want to say and declare to us that that God that does things that are beyond our expectation, it will manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. In fact, it will show up for you today in the name of Jesus before the sun sets. May you see his hand upon your life in the name of Jesus. So this is a season, this is a season of great expectation. Hallelujah. 
I have a short word for us today, not very long. I just want to continue from where Pastor started last week. He declared this month a month of grace. So I want to just very quickly share with us on the topic, the wonders of his grace. The wonders of his grace. The wonders of his grace. And I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, starting from there. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God is able to make all grace all grace abundant, overflowing increasing unto you and because of that grace certain things begin to happen certain things begin to happen in your life. We want to cover very quickly a number of those things that grace purchases for us. That grace delivers to us. Because sometimes we look at this word of grace and we think of, we think of it in a very theoretical terms. Very, you know, very uh, uh, like those of us who go to Bible school, very theological. But there are practicalities to grace that are amazing in his workings. And the more we understand it, the more we walk in it, the more we tap into the, the fullness of this Christianity that we're talking about. There is no, this concept of grace is not in any other religion. And so there is something powerful about it that we must lay hold of if we want to make our calling and our election sure. I, I, I um, tend to think of grace as one of the wonders of Christianity. You know, many years ago, we, we went to uh, China and we visited a place called the, uh, the Great Wall, the Great Wall of China. Uh, massive structure. People tell us, of, they say that you can actually see that structure from space. If you ever wonder why the Chinese are so good at what they do, go and look at the Great Wall. They built it thousands of years ago, or maybe hundreds. I don't know why they did it. But it's old. But it's one of the greatest structures you ever see on the surface of the earth. It's one of the seven wonders of the world. You cannot go there and not be amazed and be wowed by what those people achieved there. And I believe that grace is also one of those concepts you look at in the Bible and I say wow say wow is God is it God that made this available the song that requires you know your my God your love, love is too much too much you know that is an expression of the wonder that you begin to see when you look at some of the things that God is doing. Grace is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Paul said in Acts chapter 20 verse 24. Acts 20 24. says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of God. So Jesus, uh, Paul was saying, I, I, I don't, 
there's nothing else that matters. The only thing that matters to me in life, even after I have achievement, and Paul was a well-schooled scholar. He went to the best universities in the world. He was well-renowned. He was, he was a doctor of doctors, lecturer of lecturers. He said, after looking at all of that, the greatest thing that I can lay hold on, that I can live my life for today, is to preach the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace. So grace is what makes a righteous man a sinless man die for people who did not reckon with him at all. Grace is what does that. And it's because grace loves. And in fact, grace sees great value in what in, in people, in you and me, value that you and I do not see. So Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 8, Romans 5, 6 to 8 says, For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ dies for us. That's grace. Why we didn't reckon with him, why we didn't care who he was, why we did not even know him, this man, righteous man, sinless man, decided to die for us, decided to suffer so that we can have a better life, so, we can have, so that we can have a hope and a future. That is the wonder of grace. That is the wonder of grace. And the reason he did that is because he sees there is value in you. There is greatness in you. There is worth in you. Sometimes we don't see it ourselves. Sometimes we count ourselves as nothing. But grace sees us greater than who we are. And for that, he's ready to do anything to ensure that we step into our tomorrow. That's why I know that your tomorrow is going to be all right. Because grace has already gone ahead of you. Grace is what makes a creator king willing to give up his throne and wealth and become poor so that his creation, yes, might become rich and healthy. Grace is what makes God in heaven come down and give up that throne of him, of his, and suffer in such a way that he can transfer his riches to you. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That's why I prophesied to somebody today that your days of poverty are over. I say your days of poverty are over. You can never be poor again. Because grace has already made room for you to be rich. That's the wonder of his grace. Grace is what makes the son of God himself to stop or to step into a furnace of fire. Mm. He saw three of his friends. He wanted to save them from that fire. He didn't send an angel. He didn't 
he went inside the fire himself, stepped in. Because he understood that wherever he is, there cannot be suffering. Once he steps in that fire, that fire can never impact him. Therefore, he can never touch his friends too. So he stepped into the fire with his friends. That's what grace does. He stepped into the situation. I want to tell you, my brother and my sister, you're not alone in that issue. Whatever it is that is happening in your life, around you, that you think is unbearable, you are not alone. Grace is there with you. And it will not kindle you. It will not destroy you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Grace steps into the fire with you and makes the fire like air conditioner. Hallelujah. You know, we used to sing a song when we were young. Uh, it's a Yoruba song. It's, it's um, Hallelujah. Sorry for all the, in case you didn't understand my language. But he says there is a mountain that strong men will climb. They will be panting, panting, panting. Why? Because it's a heavy load. But a child of God will go because grace is with him. And they will go and come back and come and give thanks. Hallelujah. Some things that people have gone through, you are also going to say, wow, how can this thing, how can a, a person go through this thing and still be smiling? It's because of grace. And that grace will carry you through in the name of Jesus. You will not drown in that flood in the name of Jesus. In fact, you are going to come out alive and well in the name of Jesus. So that's what grace purchases. It's a wonder. Grace is what makes a man of high estate, a king of a great kingdom. He diverts his journey. He was going somewhere. Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, diverted, went to Samaria to go and meet a woman at the well there. Because he wanted to minister to her. Grace singles you out for God's visitation. Grace singles a man out for God's visitation. This, in this particular instance, it was a woman. He wasn't going there to go and toast her, marry her. No, he wanted to, to minister to her. And that woman became a great evangelist for Jesus. Grace is what makes that happen and I know that the Lord has made provision every of your deepest needs before the sun rises the Lord will meet them in the name of Jesus Christ Jesus answered and said to her in John chapter 4 verse 10 talking to that woman he said if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I said, you don't know who you are talking to. You don't know who has come to visit you. You don't know who made this diversion because I saw that there is a need in your house, in your life. There's somebody here this morning, God sees your need. God sees your heart. God sees your pain. And he has made the determination to visit you. The king of heaven, you one that you don't even know, is coming to visit you. He has come. Your life will never remain the same. Amen. Your journey will change from today. Amen. Your pathway will turn differently from today. Amen. We are going down before you are now going to begin to go up. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Grace is what will single one man and his family out of destruction. When all else are lost to the grace flood. That's what grace did to Noah. One man and his family. God called them out of the flood. I don't know what is coming. You know, sometimes when we look at Nigeria, we look at all the kind of things that people are talking about. But many of us, in fact, those of us who are in Christ, we, we live in Nigeria by grace. We live by grace. Because it's grace that singles us out of every plan of destruction. I'm also saying that in Australia, in Queensland, grace will separate you for greatness. Grace makes a difference in people's lives. Oh, if you come to Australia, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to get this number of years, you have to do this number of things, you have to all kind of you know, ways this has been done before. But I'm a candidate of grace. My family were candidates of grace. God did some things for us in this Queensland that we, we were not, nobody had ever told us before we, it was done to us that it was possible. Nobody. And I was in somebody's house a few days ago and they were saying, after it, they did it for you, they have closed the shop. Ah. Grace makes a difference. Grace singles you out. Grace points heaven into your situation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to say to somebody here again this morning, grace will make a difference in your life. Amen. The Lord will select you for a difference. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the things I love to say is that God qualifies the chosen. God qualifies the chosen. He doesn't necessarily choose the most qualified. He doesn't necessarily choose one with the best degree or the highest degree. But he will choose a man and then qualify him. So whatever it is that you are believing for, don't look at your degree. Don't look at your physical state. This morning, before you go, Ask God for grace for that situation because grace will select you. Grace will choose you. Grace will appoint you. Grace will make it possible for you in the name of Jesus. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That's what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15.10. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I lived but more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Let me say one more time to somebody, grace will make you. Amen. I said grace will make you. Amen. The wonders of grace, it makes a man, it makes a woman, it makes a family. Grace will make you. Amen. Since we'll arrived in Australia, we've been talking, we've met many families, many of our friends, some of them, a few of them, we've had the opportunity to just share with them. And one of the things we said today, I said, I'm looking for a day when people will call us, pastors in Australia, to come and dedicate businesses. Amen. And I'm not talking of just mom and shop business. I'm talking of corporate organizations. Amen. Other, other 
um, races are doing it. It's happening everywhere else. Chinese, Indians, they're doing it. You want to see proper Nigerian businesses in Australia. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. I was watching the TV with my wife the other day. There's a program on African guy, Nigerian guy in the UK who has nine restaurants, you know, in the UK and then is doing in the US. I said, wow, I love that story. I loved it. I loved it. I said, this is something I covet. And I want my people, all of us here, in a foreign land, we will take over. Amen. We will rule this land. It's not, by quali- it's not by qualification. They may speak better in English than us. They may have different skin color. But guys, you have grace. Amen. And grace will select you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It doesn't discriminate on the basis of race. It doesn't discriminate on the basis of color. It doesn't discriminate on the basis of a qualification. He just selects those whose hearts are ready to serve God. And you are here. You are ready to serve God. I say grace will select you. In the name of Jesus. As I begin to round up this message, what is grace? Very quickly, grace is unmerited favor, love, and kindness towards man. God's unmerited love, favor, and kindness towards man. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. That is all of heaven's riches made available to you made available to man with zero payment up front. Made available. Wonderful wonder of his grace. And as I say this, I want to very, very quickly also say what grace is not. What grace is not. Grace is not a license to sin. It's not a license to sin. I was listening to my sister praying this morning and she was firing that prayer. I said, God bless you, my sister. It's not a license to sin. Rather, grace brings salvation and motivates us towards good works. When you walk in grace, you are motivated to do greater things, to work for God. Titus chapter 2, verse 11, Titus 2, 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. When grace shows up, salvation follows. So, salvation, grace. They walk hand in hand. What is grace not? Grace is not an excuse to be lazy and indolent. So we've talked now that God will select you, God will move you. Yes, it will happen. Don't go and sit down at home, fold your hands and say, well, pastor, one pastor came this morning to church and said, God will select me. I'm going to just wait here until it happens. No, grace is not about indolence. Grace is not about laziness. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, it says, By the grace of God I am what I am, we read it already, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. So grace enables you to labor. The only thing is that it enables you to labor in the right direction. To focus on the right things. To stop chasing shadow and focus on the substance. But you labor. You work. So who needs grace? I do. I believe you do too. Yeah? If, you say, if you need grace, say I do. I do. Amen. Amen. Very quickly. 
seven, a few keys to encounter grace before we go. It's more of a teaching this morning. I believe that's how God wanted us to do it. How do I encounter grace? Grace is not something you, you know, work for, but there's a way you can position yourself in such a way that grace becomes something you can attain, engage, connect with. It's like, you know, in those days when we were, you know, looking for our, you know, wife or husband, you know, you find out where the woman or girl is, and you go and position yourself there so that they can see you. You know, yes. If I tell them your story now, the Afri Bank story, engineering clues. Ah, don't don't let me go there. So you position yourself because you know they are doing something, and then you just be walking up and down there. You didn't have anything to do, just go. You position yourself so that grace can see you, the physical grace hallelujah <laughs> amen what can you do to encounter grace number one renew your friendship with jesus on a daily basis renew your friendship with jesus john chapter 1 verse 16 to 17 and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ we are talking about grace you cannot divorce grace from jesus you cannot encounter grace without Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of grace. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of grace. So renew your friendship with Jesus. If you don't know Jesus today, this morning, please do not live here without reconnecting with him. You cannot do these things, receive these things, wonders we have talked about this morning, without a deep, consistent relationship with Jesus. Number two, be ready to be like Jesus, particularly in his commitment to kingdom matters, to his father's kingdom. Jesus was all about his father's kingdom. If you want to position yourself to encounter grace this season, then also spend your mind, time, understanding how you can contribute to building the father's kingdom. What are you doing towards engaging the kingdom of God? That is a key attribute of those who will see grace. Jesus said in John 6, 38, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. That's the whole of Jesus' ministry, to do the will of him who sent me. And I'm calling you here my brothers and sisters to reevaluate your commitment to his to god's kingdom and see whether you can do more see whether you can up your game see whether you are truly all in i was listening to um um awashika no no yeah the other day <laughs> and i told my wife i said if there's one thing i i, I learned from that message is what she said to us in that particular seminar she said i am all in for jesus all in so she goes to corporate environment outside of this country speaks at major conferences 
And the first thing she will do is to give, acknowledge Jesus. To speak about Jesus at corporate conferences. I said, no wonder. This is a life fully committed, fully connected to the kingdom. It's not about, sorry to say, it's not about your denomination now. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. If you want to walk in this kind of grace we are talking, then we need to ask God, I want to be fully part of your kingdom. Anywhere I go, let me breathe your kingdom. Hallelujah. Number three, is it three of? Yeah. Enroll as a distributor of God's grace. Sign up to distribute the grace that God has given you. Don't forget, don't think that you don't have anything. You have something. You have something. There is grace delivered to you already. Don't be waiting for something new to come. It's already there. And God's command mandate to us is begin now to distribute, begin now to use that grace. First Peter 4.10 First Peter 4.10 As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You are a steward of the grace of God. There is a grace that you have. Minister it to somebody else. Give it out. That's how you receive more. Don't sit on it. Don't hold it. Don't spend it on you, me, myself, and I. There is a grace that you have. Bring your gifting to your church. Bring it to this local assembly. Use it here. Commit yourself to using it here. And then you see God surprise you in other areas of your life. Somebody asked a question during during uh, during uh, Sunday school, whether the grace of God can make you do all things. Oh, there's, there's this particular gifting that you have. Start to use that. And what you begin to see is that God begins to make grace available for the other areas of need that you have. You don't have to have everything. That's why we are a church. One person cannot have all the gifts except Jesus. He's the only one who's gifted in everything. But that's why we are a church. Some of us can maybe say a few words. They say we can maybe teach. Some can sing. Some can handle the equipment. Some can just organize the rest of us. I know how to, we can best. But everybody has something. So enroll as a distributor of the gift of God in your life. Identify what you can do. And then do it. Praise the name of the Lord. Want to encounter grace this season? Connect. Live a life of prayer. There's nothing that places you in position for grace as powerfully as a life of prayer. And I'm not talking of prayer. It's not this prayer we pray today before we remember to pray again in another three months. No. I'm talking of a life of prayer. A consistent life that depends on God. A life that says I cannot run this life on my own. I need you. So every day on a daily basis you are speaking to him who is the owner of all grace. 
you live that kind of life, there is no way the grace will not appear when you need it the most. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If you appear consistently in the throne of grace, the day you need it, it will show up. You didn't even pray that day. You didn't even, but you needed grace at a certain point. You did not even pray, but because you have been a consistent member, consistent presence in the presence of the throne of grace, grace will show for you. My grace will show for somebody here this morning. Number four, eh? is it five? Okay. Two more, then we'll close. Humility attracts grace. Humility attracts grace. This one is very important because it's very, sometimes we as Christians, we think that we have to act. We have to, we have, we have to show another side of ourselves because that's what people expect. No. If you want to encounter grace, be real. Be authentic. Be who you are. I remember listening to Christine Kane once. She went through a certain period of her life, a dark period. Very dark period. She was not preaching. She was not teaching. She was not doing anything. And she, made, she gave a testimony. She said, during that period, people would tell her, just pull yourself up. She said, no, 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 I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. He said, she, he said one, she won one particular sentence. She said, she said, God knows where to find me. God knows where to find me. He, know, he knows I'm here. He knows where to find me. And then, so he knows where to find me. And then I looked in, um, in, the, in, the, in the Bible and I saw the example of Acts chapter 9. Paul, after he encountered Jesus Christ and he was blind and he was just, he didn't know what to do. He was sitting in a dark room somewhere in his, some, in his friend's house you know probably praying and seeking God's faith God what is happening here what can I see is it that you that I'm serving so you are the real Jesus okay you know what should I do and he was in that state and God sent Ananias to come and pray for him God sent somebody to find him I don't know how I don't know why I'm speaking with here this morning but I want to ensure you no matter the situation we're in, don't. God knows where you are. God knows where you are. Be real, be authentic in the work of God, in the work of Christ. And grace will appear for you. I say grace will appear for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, become attractive engaged with the word of God the word of God is the bridge that connects grace to you your ability to encounter grace increases the more of him you know the more of God you know more your ability to encounter grace becomes. Second Peter 
from verse 1, chapter 1 and 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The more of Jesus you know, the more of grace you encounter. Shall we rise? Father, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we appreciate you. Marika oh father Lia Brosi canta ye banibrahan ye labrahanda ye lanusike lanibrahata le brosheketa yarabaha. Please take a moment and just lift up your voice and say, Father, release your grace upon me afresh and new. Increase, increase, increase your grace. Malika brosi kariyarabaha yenda libroshente ye. I want to encounter your grace. Maybe there's somebody here going through a season of life, a different season, a difficult season of life. I want to ask for grace to go through and to go through successfully. To go through and to go through victoriously. To go through and to go through triumphantly. You will not die in that situation. The Lord will strengthen you through. Maybe you need to pray for somebody, your member of your family somewhere, wherever they are. And ask them, ask God to release grace unto them tonight, even today, in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make a, a candidate of His grace in the name of Jesus. The Lord will pull them out of whatever valley that they are in, pull them out of every whatever valley that they found themselves. That the Lord Himself will minister in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for somebody here. God wants to select you, they want to select you for something. There is something about to happen concerning your life. Ask God for grace to qualify. Grace to be qualified. Grace to be qualified. In the name of Jesus. It's not length of service. It's not, it's not qualification. It's not documentation. <laughs> it's grace that you need at this moment to be selected and qualified. In the name of Jesus. It is coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If there is here, somebody here this morning, you don't know Jesus. There's no way grace can be made known to you. I want to give you the opportunity in the next few minutes. If you don't know Jesus, or you want to return back to Jesus, you are the Father, you are vaccinated, and you want to come back, please lift your hand and let's pray together. You don't know Jesus? You want to be returned back to him. You want to, to know him. To come back. Please go to him and let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. 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 One more prayer. Say, Father. Say, with blood and bless. Say, Father. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to experience your grace more than ever before. Reveal yourself unto me in the name of Jesus. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church 
either via email info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero.